0: The following Dharma Talk was recorded live, August 1st, 2010. Faith and Belief This is Rujo Jeffers. We're looking for our online listeners to help us out. If you stream or download an MP3 or podcast, please consider making a donation to support this effort to share the Dharma. We are glad to offer these files for free, and we would be grateful if you would go to our webpage and make a secure donation to the temple via PayPal. Um, so, uh, yes, I forgot to ask you if you're not comfortable sitting on the floor, you can sit in a chair. So, um, no, it's not comfortable. comfortable. Oh, I'm okay. Okay, okay. So, quoting from the Lotus Sutra uh, Just as a torch dispels darkness, this sutra of the lotus flower of the wonderful Dharma saves all living beings from all sufferings from all diseases, and from all the bonds of birth and death, in, quote, chapter 23, Lotus Sutra, which is, by the way, the chapter that we will be studying tomorrow night at, uh, at our uh, Lotus Sutra study. So, good morning. I hope everyone is doing well today. It's been terribly hot lately, but fall is soon approaching, and the cooler weather is, hopefully will return. So this is something we think about without really giving it any thought at all. This statement requires a certain amount of faith based upon years and years of evidence going back beyond our lifetimes. We have faith that it will be fall soon and we believe it because the rotation of the planet around the sun and the angle of the earth in relation to the sun causes this shift in the sun angle which in turn marks the sun cycle of fall. We have faith that as a result of this the weather will cool, though sometimes it does not. Or it may not cool as much as some, like myself, would wish uh, for a cold, so cold it snows every, all the time. <laughs> we have little doubt about the change of seasons. We are certain of it, without even thinking twice. But when it comes to our enlightenment, we are not so certain. We may feel like uh, some of the Buddha's disciples during his life who said to the Buddha, quote, although we hear you say to us, you will become Buddhas. We are still in doubts and fears about it, end quote, from chapter 6. And uh, that was even after the Buddha in chapter 2 had said, All of you, do not doubt me. I am the king of the Dharma. Still we have doubts. The Buddha tells us in chapter 2, Know that when you remove your doubts, and when you have great joy, you will become Buddhas. I use that sentence a lot. Last time I used it, it was when you have great joy. And now it's when you remove your doubts. Okay. So, But how do we remove our doubts? How can we help not having doubts? If even those people who practiced during the Buddha's lifetime had doubts, it stands to reason that we too would have even more doubts. So uh, let me share a little story right here, if I may. So, there was a tightrope walker. Who did incredible aerial feats. And by the way, I don't know if this is uh, Philip Petit or, uh, or John Graf Gravelow or any of the other famous Parisian uh, tightrope walkers. But I do not know that, so anyway, no. so he would do tightrope acts at tremendously scary heights. Then he uh, then he had succeeding acts. He would do it blindfolded, then he would go across the tightrope blindfolded, pushing a wheelbarrow. So an American uh, promoter read about this this was some time ago, in, in the papers, and wrote a letter to the type of Walker this is before Skype and uh, cell phones and such but anyway, uh, wrote a letter to Ty Walker, saying, uh, "I don't believe you can do it, but I'm willing to make you an offer. For a very substantial sum of money, besides all your transportation fees, I would like to challenge you to do your act over Niagara Falls." So the tightrope walker wrote back and said, Sir, although I've never been to America and seen the falls, I'd love to come. Well, after a lot of promotion and setting up the whole thing, uh, many people came to see the event. The tightrope walker was to start on the Canadian side and come to the American side. Drunk roll, and he comes across the rope, which is suspended over the treacherous part of the falls, blindfolded. He makes it across easily. The crowds go wild. You can just hear, So anyway. Uh, Doing the wave, (laughs) and he comes to the promoter and says, "Well, Mr. Promoter, now do you believe I can do it?" And the promoter says, "Well, of course I do. I mean, I just saw you do it." No, do you believe the tightrope walker says? Do you believe I can do it? Well, of course you just did it. No, no, no. Do you believe I can do it? He said. Well, the promoter said, "Well, yes, I believe you can do it." He said. So the tightrope walker says, "Good." Then you get the wheelbarrow. <laughs> so the word "believe" in Greek actually means to live by. So I, like I said I don't know. I don't know the tiger Walker in this case. There's lots of famous uh, Niagara Falls tiger Walkers, and a lot of them actually came from, from France. So anyway, um, and I don't know who to attribute the story to. It's not my it's not my original invention. So "believe" by its definition re- implies a trust in something. Uh, by its American definition, belief implies a trust in something or a conviction based upon evidence. Faith is a belief in something for which there is frequently no firm proof. These are standard definitions for which the two terms in the English language have. But often we mix the two together, not quite sure which one applies or not caring about the distinction. Let us know, in this moment, try to look at the two in the strictest sense of meanings. When we come to Buddhism and in particular to the teachings of the Lotus Sutra, we, even today, have very similar feelings about it as those present who heard the teachings directly from the Buddha. We may be amazed. We may like what we hear. We perhaps even have a propensity for belief. And we may even doubt its truth, depending upon how we view our own potential. I have experienced that most people, that in most people, their lack of belief or their lack of faith is often rooted in their own self-doubt. They fail to believe in themselves. Perhaps in their lives they've been told by someone they are incapable or no good or not worthy. Or they may have come to that conclusion on their own. Now confronted with a teaching that guarantees their enlightenment, that promises that they can be the best possible of humans, they have doubt. After all... Why should it be possible for one teaching, one practice, one religion to counter all the years of evidence that they have piled up to prove their unwholesomeness, their unwholesome condition of life, or their ineptitude, or any number of faults they have burdened themselves with? Even Sariputra, who had been told over and over that he had scorched the seeds to his enlightenment, was taken aback by the Buddha's claim that with the lotus sutra he could finally attain perfect enlightenment so with all the evidence of their inability to do uh, so with all their evidence all the evidence of their inability some do begin to practice we could say that at this stage their faith or their willingness is based upon a desire to make things better they have no evidence yet but they're willing to try on the off chance that something may improve. This small kernel of faith, or hope, is the very thing required sometimes when we first approach the Lotus Sutra. For others, there's an almost immediate attachment, or liking, of the Lotus Sutra. We could almost say that, for some, there's an affinity to attraction. This is really not surprising, though, since the Lotus Sutra is not a teaching about acquiring something that exists outside of ourselves, but awakening to what already exists within. Given that the truth of the Lotus Sutra already resides within ourselves, it is no wonder that the person filled with self-doubt should find it difficult to believe in or have faith in the Lotus Sutra. If they already doubt themselves, how much more so will they doubt the truth of the Lotus Sutra that says they are Buddha's? I do not, I am afraid, have a magic bullet or a magic pill that will eliminate the darkness that causes self-doubt, except for the teachings of the Lotus Sutra. Quote, What is called faith is nothing unusual. Faith means putting one's trust in the Lotus Sutra, Shaka Muni, many treasures, the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions, and the heavenly gods and benevolent deities, and chanting, Namu Myoho Renge that quote uh, is attributed to Nietzsche and Shonen, but not considered authentic. And I might point out here that when we look at Nietzsche's writings and we make the distinguish, uh, distinguishment between uh, attributed to and authentic, uh, this becomes especially critical when we're talking about doctrinal things, which are sometimes attributed to Nietzsche, but are not proven to be authentic. This, however, is not a doctrinal piece, but a okay, encouragement world. So... By taking that first small step and chanting the moku and continuing to do so, without letting up, (coughs) even a person filled with the strongest self-doubt can eventually acquire evidence in their own lives that will begin to offset all the evidence they have accumulated that would state that they are incapable. When we look from afar at the Buddha, we may be in awe of such a great and noble person, thinking, how can I become such a person like that? That's the wrong question to be asking ourselves. Our goal is not to be exactly like the Buddha, but to become a Buddha in our own form, our own lives. The Buddha that you will become will be much different than the Buddha you read about in the sutras and history books. The Buddha you will become may be a mother, a housewife, not in this room, but Maybe online, a professional, an engineer, a waiter, a musician, a clerk, a manager, a comedian, an air traffic controller, a traffic feed thing, whatever you do, (laughs) a sales clerk, or any number of other things, all of which the Buddha you read about could not do. The Buddha was not a web designer or a graphic artist. But you can become a Buddha who is, if you want. You may not be a teacher like the Buddha, but you can become a teacher as the Buddha was. Do you understand the difference? So in one case, we're talking about the role we play, or the role the Buddha played, and in the other we're talking about the qualities that manifest it, and the things that make us Buddhas. Sitting under a tree does not because of Buddha. So you know a little story that I used to begin the talk with? We have a type of a walker who could travel across distances on a wire, and we had someone who could not. Yet the person who could not would have been able to cross the span on the wire through the aid of the one who could. If the person who could not put his trust if the person who could not put his trust in the person who, if the person who could not put his trust in the person who could, this works better on paper than it does verbally. So if the person who could not put his trust in the person who could, he would be able to manifest the act of crossing without the skill. Via the wheelbarrow. Via the wheelbarrow. Okay. On the other hand, the time road walker, without the skill of the promoter, would not have accomplished the act of walking across Niagara Falls, except that he put his trust in the promoter to set things up so that he could. Does that make sense? You yes. all follow that? Okay, good. So in the Lotus Sutra, the Buddha says, quote, Know that when you remove your doubts, when you have great joy, you will become Buddhas." Twice in one thing, I use that. It's a great line. That's from chapter 2. Okay? Y'all will have that memorized. When we can remove our doubts, we will be free to manifest that which is already within us. When we remove our doubts, we will have great joy. When we remove our doubts, we will become Buddhas. In this sense, he's not just referring to doubts about the teachings contained within the Lotus Sutra. He's talking about our own self doubt about our own inherent abilities to manifest the Buddha within our lives. Practicing the Lotus Sutra, chanting Odaimogu, reciting the Sutra daily, are all the tools we can use to help chisel away at our doubts. By doing these things, we can begin to pile up evidence in favor of the truth of the teaching. Just as the promoter in the story at the beginning was able to begin to remove his doubts, about the tightrope walker's ability, as our doubts are removed, then we can believe in the teaching of the Lotus Sutra. Then we can begin to act in accord with those teachings. Then we can begin become Buddhas, wherever we are, whatever we are doing. So let me close with another quote from the Lotus Sutra. Anyone, while he is seeking the enlightenment of the Buddha, sees or hears this Sutra of the Lotus Flower of the wonderful Dharma, and, after hearing it, understands it by faith and keeps it, know this, we'll approach Anuttara samyak Sambodai. Thank you very much. So, uh, I don't know about you, but it's kind of warm, even, even though it's kind of cool outside. Uh, so let us close by chanting Odai Moka three times, and we'll adjourn to the kitchen and have some tea. I'll do the first one solo. Namu Byo Denge Byo Namu